This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Today, the House votes again to codify Roe v. Wade. 62 House Republicans vote for amnesty, and Don Lemon claims Republicans are endangering the country. Yes, you. He means you. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Oh my gosh, it's Friday. Happy Friday. I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Welcome to the news and why it matters. We have got back in the house with us a double dose of Eric July, who is, of course, the founder and owner of the recently released Ripiverse Comics, which you can find at ripiverse.com. That is correct. Um, and uh, huge, huge success so far. I know we talked about it on the program mm -hmm. yesterday, but I just have to say again, very proud of you, Appreciate very excited you. for you. you. Thank you. Uh, also with us, once again, I love when she is in town, Lily Kate, host of The Lily Kate Show. Thank you for being here as well. Yeah, well, thank you for inviting me back. I was worried I wouldn't get the call back next no, time. No, <laughs> of course not. Girl, anytime we have a, another fellow female who can like bring and it. Who can define what a, a woman. woman is. Yes, yeah. yes, who can bring it. I'm like, please, we need more estrogen in the room sometimes. Um, so, all right, so I want to get into the uh, the headlines today. So the House, uh, again, they've done this before, but they passed, again, the Women's Health Protection Act. Uh, this is the sweeping abortion rights bill that um, they already passed. This chamber, this specific chamber mm -hmm. of Congress has already passed it. It obviously is going on to the Senate where it will die a horrible, painful, well, actually quite wonderful death. But um, Nancy Pelosi touted the second passage of this same bill, um, this Congress, and argued that this matter is an election issue to pass the bill in the Senate. She said, we must ensure that the American people remember in November because with two more Democratic senators, we will be able to eliminate the filibuster when it comes to a woman's right to choose and to make... And to make reproductive freedom <laughs> the law of the land. Uh, so obviously they are trying to make this an election issue. They want to try to convince the American people not to worry about inflation, not to worry about how much more they're paying at the grocery store or the mm. gas tank or anything else, not to worry about how much more their life sucks with the Democrats mm -hmm. in charge. They want you to worry about uh, making sure that a woman can kill her child up until the very point of birth and maybe, maybe sometimes afterwards. You know, if they keep them nice and comfortable, as Ralph Northam said. So mm. this actually, just in case for those of you who don't recall, the last time they passed this very same bill, uh, this, is, this would make it a right for women to undergo an abortion as well as override certain state laws restricting those procedures, including mandatory waiting periods, bans on, abor on abortions via telemedicine, or requiring providers have admitted, admitting privileges at nearby hospitals. Um, which, that one is always an interesting one to me because... I'm like, so 
they say that they want all, they just want abortions to be safe. They want these safe abortions because mm -hmm. if, if women don't have the right to go get a legal abortion, she's going to go in the back alley and use a coat hanger, which is not actually going to happen. But so if you want them to be safe, don't you want the provider to have admitting privileges into the hospital so that if something goes wrong, the patient can have a better chance at being saved? Yeah. I, I don't quite get that one at all. So, um, look, I, what do you think, Eric? Is this going to, is this going to sway the American people no. in November to vote Democrat? No, that, we talked a little bit about this yesterday. I was mm -hmm. talking about why they keep clinging on to January mm -hmm. 6th because th this didn't work. Um, and I was actually surprised uh, by that. We kind of looked at it like, well, when Roe came down, it was going to be this big time powwow in America yet again. And everybody's arguing. It happened for about three days and then it kind of just went away yeah and so they're like i gotta latch myself we gotta latch on to something because what do we have i mean yeah. think about how the democrats are i mean definitely recent history or historically for that matter that's how they operate it's never been like leading with ideas or mm -hmm. trying to convince you of that it's like hey here's this epic thing that's going on or and and life is at stake as we know it if you don't support us then you know bad thing is going to happen it's never been really about principle or anything like that so as you go into this these midterms they're trying to find what that is mm -hmm. and they thought that it was going to be what it was before and now it wasn't so that she's trying to speak it into existence as Nancy Pelosi is so it's like Oh, it's a, it, this is a state of the election or the fate of the election is resting upon this. It's like, no, nah, you want it to. And mm. I don't know how many American people actually believe that. Well, mm -hmm. it's actually the, the stats are showing that it's not that many. Only the what, like nine percent of voters said their issue overall over Democrat, mm -hmm. Republican. They said their issue is going to be pro-life or pro-choice. And of course, it's probably split right down the middle. So mm -hmm. maybe five, four percent is actually going to go to the polls to argue for pro-choice stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's like. The Democrat Party in its entirety has now become a performative party. It's always okay. about shock. It's always about the story. And so that's why, they're, yeah, as you said, they're holding on to January 6th because, you know, it was the darkest day in our democracy. <laughs> they're holding on to this abortion issue because it's performative in nature. And when you're a performer, you have to stick with what works. Mm -hmm. If you're a TikToker, you have to stick with what's going to mm -hmm. get you your views, unless they ban you, of course, a.k.a. always me. <laughs> but you have to stick with what is going to please the audience if you're a performer that's why they have no principle because it's all about the attention yeah well i mean well that's a bold strategy cotton we'll see if it, <laughs> if it works out for them because i really I, I agree i don't think that the american people with all of the other problems let's say that we had a donald trump economy right mm -hmm. things were going well people were working they you know they were paying a dollar 81 at the pump um and things were going reasonably well you might be able to convince the average person who Previous to all of this extremism, the average person did believe in some sort of uh, level of abortion. It did not go as far as, you know, late term abortion, partial birth abortions, yeah. abortion up until the point of birth, the way that the left wants you to think. But they were not comfortable restricting it just uh, across the board. Yeah. Now, it's like, I don't think the average person is, the average person is not getting an abortion. And the average True. person is not going to care more about that than they are about how these policies are affecting their families right now. Um, which, speaking of, I want to uh, to get into the absurd amount of money that uh, Congress is just. Well, I want to say that I guess they're spending it, but they're not really. I mean, it's not there. They don't have the money. Sure. They'll just print more, though. Don't worry about it. <laughs> speaking of inflation, uh, so the House yesterday passed 
the fiscal year 2023 spending bill for the Department of Defense with uh, more money sought by, of course, Joe Biden. The lower chamber voted 329 to 101 in favor of an $839 billion National Defense Authorization Act. This is $37 billion more than the president's outline. Eric's already about to explode. I can hear it. Sigh. <laughs> Um, the Senate has not passed its version, but the Armed Services Committee has voted to add $45 billion to Biden's initial proposal. So it's $808 billion to the Pentagon, uh, a little more than $30 billion to the Department of Energy, and roughly $400 million to other federal agencies. Awesome news. I love it when my kids, 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 kids get to pay for all of these things. That, the, the NDAA has been one of the most criminal kind of uh, fiscal year policies or budgets that they vote for every single year. There's been very few politicians, uh, if at all, that have consistently voted against it almost every single year. One being Ron Paul. I'm not going to get you, Sarah, with uh, <laughs> with that. Uh, my Ron Paul rants yet again. I'm going to leave that one off the table. But often it's uh, often you find a lot more agreement on those issues. Democrats often run on this idea that, hey, you know, we don't like all of this spending. We spend so much. It's actually a myth that actually they spend more on defense than they do on welfare status programs and all that. That is completely false um, and verifiably false, but it doesn't stop them from running with it. And then every year this sort of thing comes around and they talk about the uh, the military industrial uh, complex. Well, not often enough, but they'll talk about it, pay lip service to it. Definitely a lot of these uh, uh, leftists, if you will. And then when it's time to, OK, actually take a stand against funding that institution, they do it anyway. Mm -hmm. And the Democrats that act like, well, we want to reroute all of these funds, which I don't know why you're stealing from people in the first place to fund this stuff. Biden wants more and he's going to get more. This idea that they've ever been like anti-war, this idea that they've been anti-military spending has been bull crap. Even Republicans, they like to act as if they've been there. They've never been there. They wasn't under that. They wasn't that under Obama. And they certainly mm -hmm. wasn't under that during Clinton. They love to drop them bombs just as much as anybody mm -hmm. else. And this is just the war state at, at state. But to your point, it's the point I mention all the time, this has ramifications. As they spend more that they know they can't account for, yeah. that they know isn't there, you run into those issues and, mm -hmm. and, and, and this bubble has got to pop or actually some of it is popping right now. This whole 9.1% inflation rate is bull crap. We yeah. know it's way, way more oh, than yeah. that. But it's these types of spending efforts that get you exactly that. And the fact that these crooked clowns can just vote for stuff like this with a straight face goes to show how jacked this whole system is. Yeah, mm -hmm. I actually don't think the Democrats and the people who are making these decisions understand how many zeros are behind that number. The thing is, I, I, there's been an attack on reality from men can become women to women are supreme mm -hmm. and men and women are totally the same, but also totally different, right? Everything is wired into me, but I can also like change everything mm -hmm. about. There is a full on assault on reality and biology, of course. And so I'm thinking that now with these huge numbers, I mean, we can't conceptualize of a no. billion no. or two billion, yeah. not to mention 846 billion or whatever. Right. We can't even think of that number. And so it really just becomes an assault on reality mm -hmm. and giving in to that because we actually cannot see how huge those numbers are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, I also want to throw in here, there is an amendment in this spending bill uh, which would provide amnesty privileges mm -hmm. for children of foreign visa workers. Uh, 62 Republicans voted 
for that of course amendment. It is. Well, so. you know what's interesting? Last time I was here, we were talking about how Nancy Pelosi was, you know, elbowing Myra Flores' daughter. Myra Flores yeah. also voted in favor of this, and so I'm, I'm interested to that's see. A bummer. I'm, yeah, I mean that's a bold first move. Sure Especially is. down in the south of Texas, mm-hmm. but it'll it'll be interesting to see how that this vote sets the tone for her political career. So some notable House Republicans that did vote for that particular amendment: Nicole Maliotakis, uh, Myra Flores, as as uh, Lily just said, Lance Gooden, Representative McCall, uh, uh, let's see, Liz Cheney, uh, Madison Cawthorn, Nancy Mace. Um, so, guys, this is. Uh, Look, yeah, show that map. There you go. Mm. There's a map of the 62 House Republicans that did vote for this. Um, Now, it's interesting because someone said uh, to me, well, this isn't a vote for amnesty. It's just to allow children who have been here, who this is their only home, to, to stay. And it's like, you don't understand how that works if you're incentivizing people to come here illegally knowing that their child can receive all of these benefits and be legal when they arrive and are already Mm. here, they're going to come. It's called a magnet. But see, that's the problem with these stupid bills that they vote for that none of these crackheads have ever even read for right. the most part. They're massive. None of I'm willing to bet none of them, their assistants didn't. Nobody read that entire thing. It's one of those things. Half of the stuff that's in there has nothing to do with what it is they're coming mm-hmm. to the table with. They're just tossing it in there, uh, lining each other's mm-hmm. pockets up. That's just how a lot of these bills are structured, which is why they're so big in in the first place and they try to get you with like the titles and hey this is the anti-lynching bill and it's like wait a minute lynching's already illegal right. what, wait a minute you file what are you racist are you racist you're not against the bill are you racist you're a racist that's how they but that's how that's why they do it that way yeah. because like you don't why like would, black lives matter you, it, what are you why, a racist exactly why, why would you be <laughs> against such a thing right. and you read it and it's like wait a minute you threw this 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 yep. this and this all in mm-hmm. here this has nothing to do with the issues that you're arguing that's how that's how politics work and the average American is too stupid to it. Well, actually look at it You see like that, that in the response to the overturning of Roe. They said, well, they're coming for interracial marriage next. Yeah. What? Yeah, exactly. yeah. When yeah. did we say that? Yeah. At all. And so they just, they actually have this boogie monster of who they think we are. They don't know what we believe. They don't know what we're trying to strive for. So they just assume we're out to get every aspect of civilization and tear it all down. That's why they feel the need to protect protect all of it in their own point of view. The the interracial marriage one really gets me because they're specifically referring to Clarence Thomas, who is married to a white woman. <laughs> yeah. Like, why in the world yeah. would he try to ban? I mean, what a way to tell your wife you want to I know. Divorce. I mean, that's what? a dramatic divorce, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Gosh. Um, all right, we've got to uh, we got to take a quick break. We'll be back with more. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Home Title Lock. So home title fraud is uh, it's a really big problem. If it hasn't happened to you, you might not have thought about it, but um, it's getting worse every day. And and uh, it's a cybercrime, so it's a really sophisticated, sneaky way of uh, getting a they hack into where your home's title is, and they can go and forge your signature and then take out a loan using your home's equity. And then once it happens, poof, they're gone, and they leave you to prove that you aren't the one that com- that committed the fraud. Um, by the way, no one's going to know it for months, and no agency notifies you, asks you if maybe, hey, did you sell your home? Are you the one who's doing all of this? Did you add someone to the title? No one is there to ask about that. No one is there on the lookout for that. 
except Home Title Lock. So uh, you got to go to HomeTitleLock.com, read the testimonials, register your home address to see if you are already a victim. And when you register to protect your home, uh, there will be a little space for you to tell them that Sarah sent you their way. You will get 30 free days of protection when you do that over at HomeTitleLock.com. That is HomeTitleLock.com. Uh, Johns Hopkins doctor Marty Macri went on Tucker Carlson to discuss a paper he wrote on Pfizer and Moderna's data for child vaccines. Uh, he wrote that Pfizer claimed in a trial for children six months to two years, the vaccine could result in a 99% lower chance of infection, but they also could have a 370% increased chance of being infected. And uh, Moderna claimed a 4% efficacy in children aged six months to two years. Let's listen to uh, this. I'm Johns Hopkins doctor, okay? So this should be an expert who trust should be- the expert. Right, like should be a credible expert that we are able to trust. So let's listen to him watch. Unless we just mischaracterized them, they don't sound like the basis for a recommendation for universal toddler vaccination. That's exactly right, Tucker. It wouldn't even get published in a medical journal with peer review. It wouldn't cut through the process. It would get rejected. Now, doctors everywhere in the world, even in the government, should always be free to speak up about their public health concerns. That is a sacred yes. right that we have to guard. But right now, in the government, recently, and this is a trend in the last year, Doctors are muzzled. If a reporter calls, the communications office has to approve the, the, call, the conversation. And if they uh, want to ask the scientists whether or not they want to do this, they'll say, tell us what you're going to tell the reporter, and then we'll decide whether or not to approve it. They, you really can't say anything, because if they do, they know that their jobs are at risk and they'll be treated very differently. One person even said, there's no transparency as to how Dr. Fauci makes his decisions. He doesn't even consult with the real experts. So uh, to add on to that, uh, Dr. Macri said that the CDC and the uh, NIH are both suffering staff shortages mm -hmm. because these experts, right, these doctors, uh, these people who we should be able to listen to and make our own decisions after we've listened to their advice, they're just quitting in droves because they're embarrassed by, uh, I mean, they say bad science in this article. It's actually not science at all. Uh, it's just a cult following, cult worship. Uh, and this includes vaccinating children under five to, uh, to make their advice palatable to the White House. So the experts are quitting because they're like, oh this goodness. isn't what I signed up to do. Um, I, we're not comfortable with not only these uh, the messaging, but we're not comfortable with what you guys are determining is actual scientific results. Wow. And um, and they're leaving. So that should tell you something. Like in March 2020, uh, John Ioannidis, Stanford University, he was one of the ones that was kind of ahead of this uh, whole curve. I remember watching his videos and stuff on this um, and he would talk about how, you know, this had a chance to be one of the biggest evidence fiascos that we've ever seen and like ever, like ever. And he had said that and you really couldn't understand it back then. But obviously you see exactly what he was talking about, because as he spelled out, he's like some of the overreaction and all of that with with the whole covid situation, even before the picture became as clear as it was now, was very, very questionable. So, yeah, if we did live in any sort of market economy where people actually this market was competitive, including in the name of science mm -hmm. or doctors or whatever. Yeah. Nobody would realistically want to put their name 
to something that is quack because that then kind of can destroy their own career, their own credibility mm -hmm. and all of that. But over the last years, we've got people that got off on maybe it's the levels of uh, government bureaucracy. I don't know if it's the power that a lot of them had just by peddling this this sort of nonsense. And it's never been about science. And when you question the the damn science, science or lack thereof, mm -hmm. then you were considered an enemy. I mean, how many uh, times have we covered on the show, Sarah? Mm -hmm. Various doctors being silenced mm -hmm. or, you know, we had like the Barrington uh, Declaration and all those guys who were long before Santa's lockdowns are very disastrous, especially the kids. And, you know, a lot of them would get, you know, a lot of hatred among their mm -hmm. peers. Like, what in the hell is that? And this is why so many, they don't maybe don't understand that, why so many people were forced to have to put their tinfoil hats on to try <laughs> to get to the bottom of it because none of it made any sense. Yeah, so I want to I wanna throw in here um, a couple quotes from this anonymous uh, NIH scientist yeah. that was talking about all of these people leaving in droves. They said they have no leadership right now. Suddenly there's an enormous number of jobs opening up at the highest level positions. The CDC failed to balance the risks of COVID with other risks that come from closing schools. Mm. Uh, learning loss, mental health exacerbations were obvious early on and those worsened as the guidance insisted on I don't on think they should be able virtual. to quit. I think they should, they're criminals and they're complicit. I completely well, that's agree. That's the thing too. If the experts who have integrity leave they're just going to find people who are loyal to the ideology we're not like you said we're not in a competitive market we're in an ideologically driven market no. and so when when you leave when the experts who leave ha that have integrity people I mean that's a vacuum they're gonna fill it with people who don't know what they're mm -hmm. talking about people who are going to be loyal to the ideology and willing to say yes there's a four percent efficacy for six months to two years it's good enough for me because it's loyal to the ideology so this is a tough time we're in and you know if only we could fight back in the institutions, but it's going to get harder and harder to do that. Yeah, it's also harder and harder to even have this conversation because, yeah. you know, we're constantly getting, uh, I know I've been, the show has been guilty of a strike uh, on Blaze TV's YouTube account because literally I read data from a study on women's menstrual cycles <laughs> and the vaccine. Like, I'm, I, I, I was talking to the executive and I'm like, Wait, so what did I say? He's like, no, 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 you didn't do anything wrong. You literally were reading data. Mm. And that was enough. And yeah. I was like, okay. I've got, well, I mean, I got, this, I, remember when I got the strike for just reading what was on the CDC website. Uh, yeah, I was like just reading it. And then I got that strike. Yeah. I got it removed. But the fact that they would even do that, it's like, yeah. wow. What the problem is, is that we are not allowing the information to get out there, obviously, but this, the truth social, the alternatives, I mean, they don't have the market value and competition that we need to get out mm -hmm. there. You know, and so nobody's going to these alternatives. We're all trying to grow on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and Facebook, but it's like, they're not gonna let you grow, so how can we get the alternative? But I was reading a study from the Daily Wire and they were reporting on it saying that this issue of having people with no expertise in the mm. business world, it's not just people in the CDC, it's even people in the Biden administration. They said the median age of business experience is zero years. Yeah. In, in the Biden administration and like the top I read, experts. I read, that was two, I read that it was like 2.5. Well, lower they said the median of like all the officials, but yeah. the top 62 experts have a median of like 2.8 years yeah, of yeah. expertise. And so it's like, they're just grabbing whoever will mm -hmm. be loyal to, to the agenda. I mean, look at the president of the United States. How much does he have? He's been he's been in public. His entire life. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like. He has no <laughs> business experience and he's the president of the United damn states. Yeah. So, uh, all right, we've got, um, we've got more to come. 
Um, but uh, first, I want to talk about one of my favorite subjects, which is, of course, wine. Uh, you've heard me talk about all of these extreme altitude wines from the Bonner Private Wine Partnership before. But uh, look, it's grilling season and these flavors go amazing with any meat you're going to have. And I know you guys like meat because you're my people. Uh, they're unlike any wine you've ever tasted. They've got notes of blackberry, uh, a little dark cherry, a little smoke. They are really, really good, but they're almost impossible to get on your own. Uh, the producers deep in the Andes Mountains make a very, very limited quantity, which is why... I keep like, they keep flying off the shelves. I'm like, I, can I please read the ad? They're like, well, we just ran out because everyone is buying them because they are amazing. So you're not going to want to sleep on this. This is an amazing offer. I've never had it before. If you visit bonnerprivatewines.com slash why, you will not only get wine for over 50% off plus free shipping, you will also get a bonus bottle of small batch limited production wine from their exclusive wine cellar. Guys, this is amazing wine. It's not the gross stuff at the grocery store that contains all the red dyes and chemicals and all of the additional fillers. This is the good stuff. You got to go to bonnerprivatewines.com slash why get your bonus bottle and become a part of America's most unique wine club. That is bonnerprivatewines.com slash why. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail from accepting payments to managing inventory Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hot thickens in this story about the 10-year-old girl who, you know, we just talked about this yesterday, Eric, I know uh, you were here as well. Um, I feel like I have to repeat myself just in case there is a, someone who is unaware. If you watch this program, you're not, uh, you know, but uh, the 10-year-old girl who allegedly traveled to, uh, from Ohio to Indiana in order to get an abortion because she was raped, and this was the left's talking point that they used, not to talk about how horrible it was that a 10-year-old got raped, just to talk about how horrible it was that she had to drive maybe 40 minutes uh, across state lines to go get the abortion that she was going to have either way. A lot of things didn't add up. You had the Ohio AG saying, we don't have any record of any sort of, you know, like mm -hmm. we're talking to these police stations and departments and we don't have any record of this. Really doesn't make sense. Uh, journalists questioned it after finding that, uh, I think it was the Washington Post who first came out with it, and they didn't, they, they only had one source, which was the abortionist doctor in Indiana. So things were not adding up. People started asking questions, and all of a sudden, when people started asking questions, we learned all of these other things, like uh, the claim was made, actually, there was a re report filed June 22nd that nobody seemed to know about. The arrest was made, uh, what was it, July, I don't know, but it was just recently, J July 12th. Okay, so July 12th, the arrest was made. Turned out it was an illegal immigrant. So, uh, interestingly enough, the plot thickens, uh, the Indiana doctor who performed the abortion, this is Dr. Caitlin Bernard, uh, apparently misreported the rapist, the alleged rapist, as a minor, even though the man who they reported, who later confessed to police, is actually 27 years old. So uh, she actually filed the report with the Indiana Department of Health on July 2nd. This is, of course, the day after she made sure to go to the media and report her story about performing the abortion. So she didn't report this rape 
to the proper authorities through the proper channels, she first made sure to go straight to the media. Hmm. And when she did file the report, she listed the wrong age. Hmm. How convenient. Hmm. How convenient that it was an alleged illegal immigrant who was older. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And how convenient that she just, oh, forgot that little detail. Well, and and to add on top of that, you have the mother who a reporter Mm -hmm. shows up at her house. We played this yesterday. And she's like, he didn't do it. It's a lie. He didn't do anything. And, you know, my child's fine. Everyone's fine. But he didn't do it. It's like, what the hell's going on here? It's almost like they're just making up the story. I mean, I I don't want to, like, you know, say that outright, but there are so many question marks that I find it a little hard to believe. With the amount of data and the media apparatus we have, I mean, it should be not hard to find this kind of stuff. Yeah, it well, and it is. It's just really weird that she wouldn't have filed the report before she went to the press. Look, something's funky, and I don't know what it actually is. I'm not going to sit up here and say that, oh, it's for sure this or that. But when you consider everything in its context, what you just mentioned about this doctor who didn't really report it until after the fact, and then it's, okay, maybe, oh, checkbox, I don't know, drop down was wrong instead of, I don't know, saying that the person was 27, you said that they were a minor. I don't know exactly how their back back end sort of systems work there. But yeah, yesterday's story was especially bizarre because Mm -hmm. yesterday's story, we had this reporter going to the door and she's more concerned about, it seems, the uh, the guy who was accused of the the rape Mm -hmm. than the actual, I don't know, 10 year old that was raped by saying, oh, everything that they're saying about him is a lie. Like, what Mm -hmm. exactly are you uh, uh, certainly referencing there? It's a bizarre story when you look at all of those different angles all combined. It'd be one thing if one part was isolated, but we have all of that in this context. Mm I don't know what in the hell is certainly going on. And I don't maybe think that when Biden or whoever it was that brought it up initially uh, to say that, hey, this is the reason why abortion in this country is so important, Mm -hmm. expected people to actually just not take your word for it Mm -hmm. and maybe look just a little bit more into it. It's sad that something like that has to happen Mm -hmm. before we actually start to reveal the context of of what is going on. Mm -hmm. But yeah, shows that you don't take these guys' word for anything. Right, Mm -hmm. and it shows, I mean, in a crisis moment, you always can tell what the priority is with the immediate reaction Mm -hmm. of what talking point they resort to as soon as they get any whiff of a rumor. And clearly it's, let's protect old illegal immigrants who are rapists, or let's talk about abortion. It's yep. never about the children. And we know, oh, mm-hmm. we care about our, your children so much, that's why we want a drag queen in every school. Yeah. Right? If we can't or, kill them in the womb, we're definitely gonna ruin them once they get out of it. Right, and so you can absolutely see where the priorities lie, and it's very anti-American, obviously, and mm-hmm. it's very anti-life, and it's very anti-child. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just, it's weird, too, because I didn't even, I failed to mention, there are so many weird things about the story yeah. I failed to mention, um, that Ohio law designates an exception, not for rape and incest, but it designates an exception for the life and health of the mother, and also, um, like, if if the mother can't, if, her, if a, a part of her body would somehow be affected or impeded, basically, if she would not be able to carry to term, something bad and could happen. And as a 10-year-old... That's what I'm saying. Like she, she had, she legally could have gotten an abortion in Ohio, and even the Ohio AG says this. So, if she was denied one, we should be looking into that, right? 
I mean, like, we yeah, should be looking at... Yeah, do we even have the receipts who, as of today on no, that? Oh, no, see, again, no. like... So, yeah. We don't even we don't know who the doctor was. We don't know any of that. Tenfold hat. You got to put it to, like, why, why Why do we not know this? I don't... Man, it's, well, it stinks. Also, it stinks, also, man. Also, what I would like to know is um, if the mother knew that this was going on and the mother is defending the alleged rapist who confessed, by the way, I think, well, that's what's being reported. I think that that's important to the conversation. And the mother is now saying he didn't do it. He lied. Like, could we maybe get a welfare check on this child? Because maybe, maybe if the mother is covering for the rapist and not for the child, maybe the child should go somewhere else for and, a while. And, and even that, like Yaku was talking about this, you know, there could be instances where uh, that mother is complicit. Is, tra- is trafficking, or trafficking her. That's like, what I'm saying. We, and we don't we do know. Of course we don't know. I don't want to just sit up and claim that that's what's happening. But, but we should be stinks. investigating. Bingo. Bingo. We exactly. need to get to the bottom of this. Exactly. But I don't think, uh, you know, the Democrats don't want to do that. I just, sometimes I feel feel like they ran with this story and then the more and more that came out about it and then they had to fight the illegal immigration thing like oh crap but how many times have they done that like this is how we got all these sort of inconvenient details yeah Yeah. like you know that's how you end up with the uh famous french actors juicy small yay and all these (laughs) other uh, instances like that that's how you end up with that it's like well this fit the bill for for us to try to make this bizarre point yep so who cares about the details we ain't even got to look it up we're just gonna say well this is what happened it's 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 and then it's parroted too quickly for us to be able to look into it mm-hmm. but as soon as we do the story falls apart and then the editorial board goes yeah here's a slight change yeah. right. don't tell anyone about it yeah. and the narrative has the, been yeah. set yeah we won't delete the tweet that got a bunch of retweets it's so and likes, disingenuous but, yeah. and of yeah. course then it's literally back to our idea of loyalty to the ideology more than mm-hmm. reality more than the facts more than the investigation of it yeah mm-hmm. yeah um all right we've got uh, we've got more to come first we want to thank our sponsor this segment sweat block which is like, look, no one likes to talk about sweat. It's gross. Uh, It's embarrassing. If you are a particularly sweaty person, uh, you got like the pit stains and you're trying to not move your arms because you don't want anyone to see uh, the, uh, the shower that's happened in your armpit. Uh, that's why you need sweat block. It is doctor created and doctor recommended. They have the deodorant, yeah, that you can use, but the antiperspirant wipes are where it's at. Uh, they work for up to seven days per use. My husband knows this personally, and we live in Texas where it's 10 million degrees, and he goes outside and he is not sweating under his arms, whereas used to. Sorry, babe, but uh, those were lives like you turned on a faucet down there. You get a dry shirt guarantee. If sweat block doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back, so you have nothing to risk. Nothing to lose except armpit sweat, which we all want to lose. So you can go to sweatblock.com, use promo code NEWS, save 20% with that promo code. Try it risk-free over at sweatblock.com, promo code NEWS. Everyone's favorite alleged groper, Don Lemon, uh, made an appearance on CNN's New Day to discuss the state of politics with just a few months left before, of course, November's midterm elections made quite the bold assertion. He argued that uh, it was not reasonable. It is not reasonable to treat Republicans and Democrats as simply two opposing sides, because of course, what he has to say is that Democrats obviously are superior and Republicans are basically dirt. Watch. We sit around and we talk about these things and we want to give this false equivalence to Democrats and Republicans. That is not where we are right now. Republicans are doing something that is very dangerous to our society and we have to acknowledge that we have to acknowledge that as americans we must acknowledge that as journalists because if we don't we're not doing our jobs we cannot Mm. sit here and pretend like well republicans it's a cut them a break let's we want to hear whatever they have a lot to answer for i think even um what 
people who are in charge of, of what we of what the American press puts out. They want to believe that we are living in 1987, this sort of Reagan-esque mm. Republican. That's not where we are right now. Um, so he mentioned being journalists and having a responsibility. I didn't hear any sort of evidence to back that up. Just, yeah. a, just a wild assertion that Republicans yeah. are dangerous. I feel like if you're a journalist and you're going to be purporting... You should be able... You should be to. able to name a couple things. I don't know, because what I'm seeing is a whole bunch of Democrats burning down cities. And I feel like that's pretty dangerous. I just would like some sort of explanation. This, uh, I'm, I'm interested in this because for those of that don't know what's going on behind the scenes, CNN has been part of this sort of transfer of power mm -hmm. um, with uh, AT&T, if I'm not mistaken, selling off their, their assets, their entertainment, and I guess that, that asset was included in the Warner uh, deal, if I'm not uh, mistaken. So in, in, in that, that means that there's this new kind of mm -hmm. people that are kind of involved exactly. with CNN yeah. and they seem to want less of the the kind of heavy slant. Yep. They, uh, um, so they're still doubling down on it. Uh, I'm interested to see if, if he's going to remain there because they've drawn their line in the sand. And I don't think that they are even capable of trying to be objective about really anything or even pretend like CNN was always to me leftist, but they never, it was a time where they liked to pretend like they were like objective. Now they don't even do that. Now it's just like, yeah, we're a bunch of leftists and this is what we're going to, uh, what, what we're going to try to put out there. So I'm, I'm, it's interesting to see going into these next few months as these sort of transfers of power happen, mm -hmm. Where where this where he and the others um, sort of end up? It's gonna mm -hmm. be interesting. What I'm interested in is how the Democrat Party has changed their appeal so much. And what I mean by that is they used to be the party of the people who were unrepresented. You mm -hmm. know, we are the average everyday people. Mm -hmm. But now, I mean, people like Don Lamont mm -hmm. look at the average voter, the average person with a, an unobtrusive American flag outside the house, and they, they look at them with such scorn. Yeah. And they look at them like they're these fat, terrible, no good, very bad people, and you should listen to us, the expert Democrats. And I'm like, well, the Democrats have become the party of the oligarchs. They've become the party of the political and cultural and celebrity elite. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's an interesting change that's happened for Republicans. We can come in and stop scorning people, you know, or, or, or really take on this mantle of being the average everyday person and appealing to the populace. Yeah. Um, and so it's just it's just really interesting how. The Democrats have now become literally the party of the oligarchs. Which is, I think, what Don Donald Trump was so good at, was oh, representing totally. the average, everyday American that felt so, uh, you know, forgotten about by all of these elitist politicians and, and figures in media. Um, Eric, you mentioned uh, this, this interesting... Uh, new scene over at CNN where they've got these new executives who are like, yeah, guys, we saw your numbers. Um, they suck, quite frankly, and we need them to not suck, so you need to stop sucking. Um, interesting. This is, take this for what it is. Our friend Tim Young, uh, author and comedian Tim Young, tweeted out, again, this is, is, take it for what it is. He says, I've been told by a credible source that Brian, Mrs. Potato Head Selter, okay, I added that part, will be out of a job on August 1st of this year. He says, mark your calendars. How amazing would it be? Chris Cuomo, gone. Well, 
he claims he's a free agent now and he's sure, like reporting right. from Ukraine telling us the basics of like in war you want to take cover because if you aren't taking cover it might be dangerous for you. Great reporting, uh, Chris <laughs> Cuomo. Um, but uh, you got Chris Cuomo gone. You could have Brian Stelter gone. Uh, Don Lemon gone. This is bad. So yeah. Oh my God! How amazing would that They've be? They've gone too far too fast and they're feeling the the rubber band starting to snap a little bit and and every person is another snap on there and we're really like you know chopping down the media apparatus of the left because they're realizing oh the average person is throughout america and they don't like to be mocked Mm -hmm. the average republican person who's probably somewhere in the middle doesn't like to be looked down upon and our ratings are showing that you know and who knows? All of the CNN ratings probably just come from airports anyway. And who's really watching the news at an airport? It, so it is interesting because I'm thinking, how do you claw your way out of this hole that they've oh, built? Oh, no, because they, the, they, they're done. Yeah, they're because, done. because the viewers that they already have are not going to want to listen to unbiased objectives. Like They'll be like, this is garbage, right? They want to hear this. That's why there's no one watching, because the viewers who are there want to hear that. The people who have tuned out understand that CNN has damaged their brand beyond repair. And, like, I don't care who they get to I fill in. I wouldn't buy it. If I had the money, I'd be like, I don't want anything yeah. to do with that. Yeah, I'm like, I, I don't. Yeah, oh, you brought in a CNN new host? Plus. I don't trust it. They did, brought, they, did a, they got rid of that, the CNN Plus or whatever yeah. it was. And I, I remember covering that story where they were trying to, like, hey, we're trying to kind of revive it. I was like. I don't think that's possible just to mm-hmm. associate the name CNN. Yeah. Right. That's one of those that things. That takes it down. It, yeah, yeah, if you wanted to have like maybe another new news spot, you probably could have gave that a shot, but you probably should have let CNN burn itself into the ground and just end it. I think True. I think the Blaze needs to take on CNN and turn it into something amazing. I mean, no. <laughs> CNN is cursed. We don't want that demon energy with us. Demon energy. Please. Oh, I would much rather just like to watch. Well, it would be fun to have like, Ryan, Ryan Stelter working for me, right? <laughs> offer yeah, offer Let, him an internship. Okay, you know what? You've changed my mind, Lily. We're gonna, we're gonna. Uh, the executives will be very thrilled to hear me just announce this company plan on television. So what we're gonna do, guys, is we're gonna buy C. We're gonna acquire CNN. Got like the Brian Stelter. Yeah, Brian Stelter is actually going to become my PA, <laughs> and I'm going to have him go get me uh, my water, my wine, my whiskey, whatever I, whatever my Bonner wine, whatever I need. And I'm going to make it, his life really difficult for him. And you know what? He's going to have to do it or be out of a job because ain't no one hiring Brian <laughs> Seltzer these days. All right. Uh, okay. You're so kind. You're yeah. so kind. <laughs> well, you know, he would say the same about me uh, because, as we know, we've just heard from Don Lemon, uh, they literally hate us and don't want you to exist. All right. got to take a, a quick break. We'll be back. love this story, personally. Uh, in another bizarre episode of the ongoing saga between Twitter and Elon Musk, uh, the social media platform, in the lawsuit that they have filed against him for backing out of the $44 billion acquisition, uh, they said that they said that Elon Musk using the poop emoji uh, was evidence that he had disparaged the company. <laughs> they don't the live company, in reality. The company. So he used... The poop emoji uh, in response to a May 16th tweet 
from the Twitter CEO, uh, his statement about bot accounts. And uh, yeah, you guys can, can read that, those of you who are watching and not listening on the podcast. Uh, he said that, uh, you know, the uh, Parag said, we don't believe that this specific estimation can be performed externally, given the critical need to use both public and private information, which we can't share externally. It's not even possible to know which accounts are counted uh, on any given day. And Elon Musk just responded with the poop emoji. And now they're saying that uh, that's disparaging the company. So it's good to, you, you know what? I, it's, it's about right. It's about par for the course, I think. I think we need a constitutional amendment to include emojis in free speech. Yeah, I mean, I feel <laughs> like they're already there. These people are just so stupid. They don't, like, that's not disparagement. The same way that uh, our good friend Alex Stein keeps getting accused of like, they're like, he committed a crime, it's sexual harassment. Okay, first of all, sexual harassment is not actually a crime. And second of all, um, it does actually fall under free speech, like it or not. Like, I'm not saying I support people uh, harassing other people, or, but like, I wouldn't say that calling well, someone hot is necessarily well, no, sexual it, harassment like either. it's like harassment, like, you know. It's only harassment if the woman yeah, doesn't find like you attractive. The, the, the point is they're, they're trying to widen what that actually in, entails. So they're trying to I I equal like, hey, if he put his physically, put, her, put his hands on him versus him just saying something, that said, both are the same according to them. And they use yeah. that kind of language purposefully even though they know it's not what he did. Drives me freaking They're nuts. idiots. Uh, all right, so we'll see what happens with that. But in the meantime, make sure to check out ripiverse.com. Also, make sure that you are following Lily Kate and The Lily Kate Show. Yes, Thanks, guys. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.